Welcome, Welcome to Minority, Minority Corner. Corner with an Eke and James. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. Ooh, what are we talking about? Well, Aneka, I just got back from Max FunCon East. It was up in Fun. the hot, up in the mountains, and I've got adventures and stories to tell. You were in the tropical land of the Poconos, right? I yeah, I may have met, met a very famous uh, comedian, Cristela. I may have been licked by another famous lesbian comedian by Janine Brito. Maybe, what? Maybe not. You'll find out. I guess so. Um. And, oh, we also have some actual corners. Yeah, what are you talking about in your corner? <laughs> well, in honor of, since we're recording on Labor Day, and it's maybe not Labor Day that you're listening to this, but I wanted to just sort of talk about what are the labor movements and la- uh, labor folks that have helped to build this country. Yes. Not just the white European folks that get all the credit for it, but I want to talk about some black labor movements, some Chinese mm. uh, laborers, and uh, some migrant uh, laborers as well from Mexico and mm. uh, Central and South America. So that's what we're doing. That's exciting. And you know yes. what? I'm going to pick you back off of that and talk Ooh. about um, the children of undocumented um, immigrants, um, yes. a lot of who um, are, well, undocumented immigrants are a part of our labor force right now, really That's structuring right. the backbone of our country. Um, yeah. The children benefit from the DACA um, uh, program that Obama put in, which Trump is going to get rid of so i'm gonna give you some tips on to know your rights and know what to do when and if it is when it goes away so damn little legal corner little haneke's little legal corner over annalise keating because your sister is here (laughs) we are powering up the labor movement si se puede so we do it girlfriend yes let's go a chicka 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 to cha. I felt like it needed a shimmy. You know what? Chicka 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 cha. That is a shimmy in a song. <laughs> James, we are here. You're here and I'm here and we're there. Bo- <laughs> we're both here. You're, what is this? I see you. I know I see you too. What is oh. this episode ninety four? Well, we getting she's getting old. That minority she's, corner. She's getting she up there. Is getting up there in age, but you know she's still kicking. She can she high is. kick for Jesus just like anybody. Who's high kicking for Jesus? My minority corner. She be okay. doing it. All right. She, but you know what? She high kick for everybody. She I was high gonna kick, say she'll high kick for Jesus. She'll high kick for not Jesus if he's not your thing. She'll also high kick for Glory Estefan. She I will just, high. She will high kick for um, Gloria Steinem. Or I want to know who for, is. <laughs> she'll high kick for Gloria. You know Gloria who? from the inf- infamous song Gloria. Yeah, Gloria, Gloria. Gloria. That song is Someone's a high kick song. Find you. I mean, that's you put but, that on, and that's you, Minority Corner. That's her jam. Like, don't put it on because she will tear wait, up the floor. Yeah, what's, who what's your is question? high? Who is high asking for high kicks? I don't think I've ever been like high kick for me. <laughs> really? Okay. You have? Oh my God. Aneka, usually when someone, like, even if it's like the pizza delivery guy, I'm like, you're just like, give me a high kick. You want a tip? (laughs) You want a tip? Well, can you high kick? And then he does, and I'm like, I just make it rain for him. I Ooh, just that sounds make like it the rain. best pizza delivery this side of porn. I, <laughs> it's a toss up. You know, you never know what you're going to get with me. Sometimes I'm really horny and we, the high I kicks leave in, lead into sexy time. You know, that 
is extravagant. Speaking of sexy time, I yeah. um, heard on the news that it's getting really sweaty in the Bay Area. Yeah, climate change is no joke. It is Fake. a bitch. Oh, it is here to stay. <laughs> so you're so all those uh, climate change people who think it's not existing. What do you have to say to them? I say first go to obviously you need to go to Houston because Houston's drowning, and then mm. two you need to go up to Montana because Montana is currently burning, and oh, then yeah, Montana <laughs> is on fire, and nobody's reporting about it. And then you need to come over here to the Bay Area where Oakland that never, maybe we have maybe one or two days that go up to about 80 degrees. We hit 110 this weekend. Yeah. A friend of mine sent me a text message and a screenshot. And I thought that he, he likes to play little practical jokes. And I was sure this was another one of his Dennis the Menace tricks and that he got really good with screen, like what do the kids call it? Photoshop. And he like with this (laughs) big How how old are you? (laughs) I've been in the mountains for a few days. So I forgot how technology works. <laughs> but he went in and I thought he had Photoshop something. I'm like, oh, yeah. you are up to your tricks, sir. And then I no. text my, and then, no, it's true. It's like mm-hmm. 110 in San Francisco, which uh, that never happens. Never, ever. Everybody, you can always tell a tourist in San Francisco because they're wearing that stupid sweatshirt with the S and the F on it because they think <laughs> it's going to be warmer than it is. No, they're it's like, cold, except for this weekend. So better get that, take that off and get that SF tank top instead. But we don't sell them. Because no. you never need a tank top in San Francisco. Unless you were here the past two days, but that's over now. So sorry, you can put your tank tops away. Tank tops away? <laughs> Sweaters back on? Weird as San Francisco Bay weather is back. While I was dying and melting and side-eyeing everybody on Facebook complaining about the heat and then going outside and seeing that it actually was incredibly <laughs> oppressive so you, you were put your, you put what? your judge, judgments on first and then I you went to investigate and then i took it off i had my judgment hat on and my judgment cape and i walked outside and said i don't need these things yeah i don't need it's actually it's too hot <laughs> it's, it's too true. hot for these why so am i, I wearing this these. cape but what i do love is that it's just another example in that case, that mm-hmm. you know we are all born with implicit negative bias yes and then we then work through it so you're you like shut it. N- negative bias is on and then phasers off. Exactly. You, know. you can you know that you have it and so you know that you could turn it off, right? Turn it on, turn it off. So bias wait, I on, wanna bias off. Wanna know about your weekend because you had excitement. Oh, do you? Do you want to know? Do I you? do. I do. do. I'm high kicking for it. Ha. Oh, she, well, ha. I better get going. Ha. 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 <laughs> That's how I know she wants it. I was giving you a little Whitney um, when she got interviewed with Diane Sawyer. Do you yes. really want to know, Diane? Do you? Do so you? Before I get to that sidebar, if you're really bored at work and on this Labor Day weekend, um, mm-hmm. Google... Well- Whitney Houston does cocaine on stage. I was... Oh, my God. I, I was skeptical at first, too. I had my negative bias phasers no, on. No. <laughs> then and, you took them off. And then, because I saw it, and then, like, oh, her back has just turned. And then she starts, like, fidgeting with her, no, her, her no. nose. She goes down. She holds up a plate of something. She's down uh, there. Shakes her wig a bit. And, oh, like, my th- God. This is before she takes a pause to sing and, uh, like, or tries Stop to sing it because her voice ain't what she used to be. She's a sweaty hot mess oh and rest in peace around. Whitney Houston I, I, I didn't want to see this video I didn't want to see it but she comes back with like full force to sing that last note or like hey. make a make a noise of what that sometimes last you note need a bump be. 
You need a she bump just, to reach that the heights of your high kicks. But I will say, yeah, her high kick, no, high notes. I will say she was living her best life in that moment. So Whitney, we love you thing. and we missed you. Love you and miss you. Oh, but anyways, oh, but real uh, quick though. So, oh yes, another sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> yeah, I just need to say, people are listening to this. We're recording mm. this on Labor Day weekend. Oh yeah, this yeah. Is so Labor you're Day listening weekend. to this. Oh, yeah, the next right. weekend. <laughs> well, I don't, you know what? I was in the mountains in the Poconos. Yes. I don't know how time travel works. So maybe you know, I came back from the mountains and y'all figured this shit out. I mean, so. I see your, your long beard. You have a pet falcon now. You're her name is Stacy. Her, her name is Stacy the Hawk. And fur, uh, fur covered outfit. Just been a, was emerging from the woods. But you know how you could say I went to Max Fun Con East representing for Woo! Minority Corner. Aneke and I, Wonder Twins, it was tag team effort. Aneke yeah, we split tagged it up. me in, split mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was just like you predicted, like Cassandra. Um, is that too nerdy of a Greek reference if I say Cassandra? Do people know what that is? I mean, I don't. Okay. Cassandra <laughs> was the one that was predicting like the fall of like Agamemnon or something. Oh, look at you. She was like one of Medea's daughters. You know, I read the Greek tragedies. When I'm poop Okay. When I'm bored, pooping, or getting ready for a high kick, I'll just pull out a Greek tragedy and read it. That's very classy of you. I'm a classy man. I <laughs> know. <laughs> That's the I'm name of your some... memoir. I'm a classy man. <laughs> James reads a Greek tragedy. It's just me <laughs> commenting on. It's like a DVD like reflection. It's me commenting on uh, my thoughts about. Ooh, yes. Cassandra predicted that. Medea, watch out! <laughs> Don't trust him. Don't trust Jason. Oh my God. Um, you have to have a pair of glasses that you don't need in order for you to take it off to look like you're getting serious. Oh, perfect. I was going to use, do you think glasses are a monocle? Like, do people take off their monocle to get serious? Are they like, no, mm. monocles pop off their eyes when you get um, shocked. Oh. <laughs> and then the monocle pops. <laughs> like, I get to a chapter that I'm like, didn't, Cassandra didn't predict this happening. And then Whoa. the monocle, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Um, so we're, I was up at the, uh, po- we were in the Poconos, which I, sidebar, I this entire time assumed that the Poconos was some exotic island in like the Bermuda Triangle. That's exactly what I always thought. <laughs> Just people are like, ooh, the Poconos. And right? I was like, don't they when always I heard, say it like that? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, mm, Poconos. I didn't oh. know that shit was in New York. What? It's not in New York. It's oh, even it? it's even less. Sorry to everybody up in PA. It's less uh, exciting than that it's in Pennsylvania. What? <laughs> the Poconos this entire time did it take Scooby Doo to solve this mystery? It's the- in Pennsylvania. Good old. So wait, PA. what? What is the Poconos? Is it's it beautiful? A, it, is it nice? What's it's the mountains. On? It's like a okay, lot of forest. Nice. It's like the kind Ooh. of forest that you're like, if I I would get lost out there, you could and never be seen again and heard oh, from shit. again. Oh shit! Like, oh wow. It, like in the Bay Area, like our kind of forest, it's still kind of like somewhat like does. There's a lot of trees, but they're kind of tall, but there's like rocks and like, but this is like straight up like fucking like forest for days. There's wow. a lot of, there's a lot of like undeveloped land over here in the Northeast. I thought like it was, you know, wow. jam packed. No, there's forest for days. We were at the That's haunted, nice. the haunted Poconos Manor. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, very spooky. In fact, like, um, and I'll talk about this. I did an interview we, uh, with comedian uh, Janine Brito, her, her and I. Cool. She's a little uh, wonderful comedian. I, yes. Her and I hit it off. Like, first smile. You know I'm a sucker for a smile. Yeah. I am there at the meet and greet. There she is. We smile at each other, and we were best friends for the Oh, conference. I love it. So, but her and I will tell you all about an uh, episodes coming up later on about how uh, there were... 
at this haunted mansion, which they claim they're like, ooh, it's haunted, they also put like creepy old timey photos in your room. Stop it. So they really revved up the haunted factor. They really, they're like, we're gonna lean into this. Yeah, they really did. Like, it's one thing, like, I feel like if you're like, it's haunted, then like, don't put any pictures of like, old timey people up in my room maybe like in a hallway not even a hallway put it in the jan- put it in the janitor's closet cuz nobody needs to see that but then why you got to punish the janitor well i mean someone's got to take the someone's got to get the ghost in like oh. it's a it's just the balance of the universe. Like, so someone so, needs to take it. <laughs> someone's got to get oh, take it this for the feels, team janitor. This feels weird. Where it's like... <laughs> well, maybe the receptionist. Like, I don't right. know. Just get it out of my room, out of my face. So you know? the hotel did it, not Max Fun. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like Jesse Thorne trying to put a prank and on everybody. And you're like, care package. They're like, here's your yeah. spooky person. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I will say the Max Fun community, there's like, uh, there's several podcasts on the Max Fun community. And yeah, the community a lot. that, like, yeah. And the people that come together, like, it's just, it was like, there was never a dull moment. Always like a mm. great and fun person um, to talk to, to connect with, with a lot oh, of different nice. like, interests. Yeah. Um, it was like being at summer camp. I taught a class about how I, I tricked everybody to taking a theater class. Yes. Because I knew if I put in the description, we're doing a theater class, people would like be scared and not show up. So but- I left it as my theory that all art should pee. And okay. it was just, it was going to be an art class discovering how to make your art provoke, enlighten, and entertain. Which is AKA- pee. AKA, we're going to do a lot of theater exercises and workshops and uh, develop de- theater pieces. And it was really great. Like, yeah, once that people got fun. in there, um, for you, because you're a theater lady. Yeah, you did, I mean, you did, <laughs> but clearly, you, <laughs> you're appealing to my wheelhouse. You're like, I'm going there now. I'm like, I'm not getting the conference. Is there any on there? Um, but there was a lot of great, like, there was a lot of great keynote speakers. Um, yeah. There was a lot of great, like, live shows. The uh, oh, I love Greatest it. Generation, the Star Trek uh, podcast, did a oh, live cool. episode. Wow. Um, the only, the, you know what was missing in that game? What was missing? You. The Aww. one thing missing was you. Is that um, a song? It's a Janet Jackson song. Which song? Run away with me. Oh, okay. Sorry, thanks. And you can tell it. You can always tell if I come back from a conference or a convention or a a kerfuffle. Yes. um, You can always tell it's good by the sound. I have Tara Reid party girl voice. Ooh, yeah, a little husk, a little (laughs) husk in there, just a little living riding that night train. Because it was just like (laughs) just talking, talking, talking to people. If I whether teaching a workshop or in the dining room talking to somebody, and then there is a like end of the like conference. There's a uh, Max Fun Con dance. Oh, I I, love that. Yeah, they have one too. It had have been a very long week re- revving up for this, leading into the conference and then being at the conference uh, right. or, or convention. Was it a conference or a convention? The con leaves it up to the mystery. I don't know. I think it's whatever cho- path you decide to take. Okay. All right. Well, the con was on. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. I like that. <laughs> I stole that from one of the uh, folks there at the convention. Oh, okay. Oh. So shout out to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there was a dance and I was like leading up into the dance. I was just like, you know, so tired. Right. Uh, we had just watched a screening of MacGruber, as you do. <laughs> um, yes. And I was like, you know, I just want to go. I'm like, old man, I'm, you know, in my 30s, I like to just talk to people, you know? I'm like, I'm not going to dance. Dancing is not for me, not today. That um, doesn't sound... I don't like to start dancing because once I like start... You. But once I start... Oh, but it, it like, I don't like... Because it's like unleashing... It's like I'm mm-hmm. like a can of Pringles. 
I'm like, I right. can't have Pringles on the dance floor. And it just like, I don't like to unleash the beast in that gate. Eh? Like sometimes I like I'm to just, keep it in. Because once it's out, you can't get it back in and it's out of control. But then let me ask you this. Did you manage to not dance? So what happened was, See, I, I was, minding, I know, I I was in the you. lobby just talking to people, having a drink, and I was like, right. well, I need to go get my new drink. And I'm minding my own business, walking right. in nearby, nearby the dance floor. And what's playing? Prince. While Janine you know. Brito's like, she's like, well, let's just have a twirl on the dance floor real quick off to the side. And okay. the, the Prince leads into Vanity Six, Nasty Girl. Um... You can't control your body when that comes on. What was I to do? And that's when all of a sudden I'm in the center of the dance floor. um, Dancing with... That's uh, my James. Dancing with Crystal, (laughs) who is pregnant, rubbing her pregnant belly. uh, And and just giving, you know, the full full numbers started to come out. And then I was done. I was like, did my little appearance. And then I heard Janet Jackson's... No, just pulled you back out there again. Janet Jackson was on and then I was there and next thing I know I'm leading a uh-huh. conga line around the room See, yep, I'm there, teaching yep. an impromptu dance class of the 70s disco move around the room yeah. uh, there was at one point Janine Brito my shirt comes flying off in oh full force. what yes. Janine Brito and I are having a sexy dance number thing that's happening she whispers to me stand still as my Whoa. shirt's off and then and she licks my torso. Oh my god! But here's the fun part: she was turned to an angle that no one could see this, so it was just so a it private, was a private moment. moment until you say it on the podcast. <laughs> until, yeah. So, um, that, that's what happened. That was that the makes sense to me. That sounds like a normal James when the music is taking you over. Yeah. That, yes, that, that sounds was... amazing. And that... also, I'd like to point out. There was a conga line at Max, Max Fun Con West. Oh, did you right leave that? No. Was that you? No, oh, no. Okay. Because that would have been some Wonder Twins activate craziness. I guess someone's got to leave the conga line. You know, when the conga strikes, you got to do it. A conga I'm for sure a con. That's, I th- I'm pretty sure that's a um, B-side of a Gloria Estefan song. It didn't quite make it. When the conga strikes, you got to get on. That's it. It was not radio released. <laughs> the rhythm was gonna get you. It's, shooting, it's a, you know, it's a deep cut. You know, it's a it's deep one of those, cut of Gloria Savon. It's one of those you put on for the extra fan favorites. Um, but I do want to, and you can cut this. But I do want to side eye one. Well, not side eye, but I just want to acknowledge something. I fucking love the shit out of Max von Kahn. Love the yeah, shit obviously. out of it. Obviously, we just talked about People are that. fucking yeah. great. The yes. one thing that I would love to see as we continue to develop Max FunCon, I would love to see yeah. more POCs there. Oh, I'd love yeah. to see more folks of color there. Definitely. Um, but I will say this. It's like uh-huh. the like wokest, some of the, it's like the wokest white folk I've ever met. So it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm like, oh, no, like the really cool, awesome you know, white folk who want to like do shit, you know? I mean, I feel like that's a valid, valid critique. I mean, whenever... A lot of people clearly well-intentioned. Everybody is like good spirits, you know? So yeah. why, where are the people of color? So that's yeah. kind of, maybe we should start recruiting, you know, like really get our, as us, Minority Corner, mm. we can really use our voices to get more Max Fund participants who are yep. people of color. Get, yeah. you know, get that, diversify. Get that, you know, uh, Minority Corner contingent, you know, the more yeah. minor, Minority Corner caucus there. Oh, I just love saying cock. <laughs> Um, there. And then uh, the only other thing, I there was a triggering moment where we almost like re-experienced the election. I think it just sort of happened so fast. Yeah, it was yeah. during uh, live taping 
big of Jordan Jessica, where mm-hmm. Cristela, uh, Cristela Alonso, she was the headliner comedian. She she's had an a really, comedian. she's amazing comedian. She had a show on ABC, didn't it? Yes. Uh, ABC really fucked her over, but she's amazing, wonderful. Oh, uh, she has a special on Netflix. Special on Netflix, definitely check it out. She's fucking amazing and awesome. And they had her on Jesse Jordan Go, and then they had one of the hosts of the Flop House competing with her on uh, a, oh. a, it was a Skinamax trivia. Oh. So oh, they made up like three different. There was like one of these Skinamax trivias is real, and two of them uh, are fake. I love that. And uh, Christina uh, Christina Alonso was like fucking. Uh, she uh, knew she her shit. Knew, knew her, her shit. skin. She did, and she was like up three to one. And then okay. Jesse's like, "Well, let's even the scores." We come here to the end, and he was like, uh, "This next one's worth three points." And so Flophouse won it over, what? and then she ended up losing at the last minute. It was just no. like. <sighs> Ladies, I'm so sorry. You know, you always, you work harder and sometimes you still yeah, what can't is that? get that victory. So it was like almost very triggering that like all of us were like, yeah, ah, it's like the was... election all over again. Mm. So we got to side our heroes, Max Con, you are my hero sometimes, but just, you know, that was the, that was the only thing. Everything else was amazing. Lots James, of great food, was, great people. That was like nothing. I thought you were oh. going to be like. <laughs> that was the shade <laughs> I was throwing. I felt a little nervous. Don't want to bite that's my hand. That's like. No, we love Maximum Fun. We love them. And I think they love us because we fucking tell the truth. That's Well, that's what we do. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can see just the face of Cristela was just like, but wait, what? But I wait, was I know, wait, winning. I know my shit. And uh, that was the thing. Yeah. I know. Well, then let's make up for those extra points on that game. Oh, and watch yeah. her special on Netflix. Oh. Yeah, and I just want to give uh, three little notes that I picked up from one of our speakers. Uh, his name is Shinjari Kumanyaika. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he's also a professor at Rutgers. He's a hip-hop artist. He's incredibly dope. But he did this great presentation and about three different points that was really dope. Um, and I'll just give these points to, 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 to sit on. The, uh, he said, natural is one of the most dangerous words that you can use. Right, because what is natural? They've right. used natural to uh, discriminate against everybody at That's some point, true. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a podcast uh, called uh, "Seeing Whiteness" on Scene mm-hmm. Radio that he recognizes um, okay. to understanding. Um, whiteness and what that's about. And then oh, the second thing he says, um, it's not about attitudes; it's about systems. Yes, thank you. I fully, I want that written on a pillow, on a shirt, on a poster. It is not about attitudes. It is about systems because systems are in place and people mm. abide by them subconsciously. Thank you. He's like this really dope ass like black professor. Yeah. At, um, and I felt really bad. Um, awesome. so, trying to give you the credit for this. And his third point was that we we have to be something. We have to become something we've never been. Ooh. So. Wait. Well, because we have to become something we've never been. Yeah, individuals. I I think both. Um, Because what we're trying to accomplish has never been witnessed before. There's no record of the sort of peace and and harmony and equality that we're trying to run through. Um, And that, like, you know, like the evolution of, you know, human beings in general... Um, the skin tones just changed because of uh, where people migrated to and like right. pigments and stuff like that. So like there really is, you know, this just one human race. Um, mm-hmm. But now there's systems in place yes. that have and systems that have said, you know, that, that were these were like natural systems, quote unquote, that there was like the Mong- Mongoloid, the yeah, Caucasian is, well, and the African and that they were all three different ones and, and, and different. Uh, we were naturally superior to different ones. Right. And we that know that word, that's fake now. 
Yeah, that talk about fake news. That shit is, yeah. is the fake stuff, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so I just really appreciate, like, again, like just an example of how dope Max Funcon is. Is that like, well, I will say this: although a lot of the partic- uh, participants were uh, overwhelmingly white, the lot of the speakers and comedians yes. uh, were uh, POCs, LGBT, or something yes. like that. Jean Grey was there and spoke and cool. gave a presentation about uh, how can you give less fucks. Ooh, um, I so love it was just that. a really fucking amazing time so uh, definitely get next year it's coming at you in june max FunCon uh west and um hopefully we'll be there too <laughs> yes um keep ask ask your local representative of max fun that you would like to have minority corner at max fun con next year oh yeah let them know your voices speak loud because clearly we will create a conga line we will teach you some theater and some reference informational library science yes we bring diversity just by being there that's it exactly like we we just like <laughs> yeah. just like my new head at marvel said when he saw discovered that i was on uh the thwip uh the big marvel show he's like we have diversity now yeah. this is the diversity we were looking for so you're welcome <laughs> oh, so, <God. laughs> was that weird no know. you know what okay. we need to start saying you're welcome more often i think yeah yeah we, just by showing up <laughs> hey you're welcome. You're welcome. We go to we go to a friend's party and it was over. It's overwhelmingly white. We show up and we just look at them and we just say, "You're welcome." You're welcome. And they, they'll know what we mean. They'll exactly. Know. I know. Well, in honor of Labor Day, so as we uh, learn about some labor shit. Yes, I am ready <laughs> to learn about some labor shit. Labor shit. Labor, labor shit. shit. Labor shit. If you're at home, chant along. Yeah. Labor shit. Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. Da 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 da. Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. So we're actually recording on Labor Day. On Labor Day, which is why I was like, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's one of those days that people just take off and they're like, okay. I'm going to eat this barbecue, uh, rub myself in cocoa butter. And yeah. um, and I can't wear white pants after today. <laughs> get it in while you can. Yeah. I hope you guys wore white pants. Because, yeah, because it's, it's I, I bet there's some listener who's going to look down at their pants as they're listening and be like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. But as Jean Grey um, said, give <laughs> zero fucks. Like, just wear your white Jeans. pants if you want. What? I am facing, and this is for the audience too. I just thought oh. I would bring this up. So yeah, but what I'm do you see? Here, what I'm looking at this bird feeder that's out in our mm. backyard that has brought mm-hmm. a lot of wonderful, beautiful birds, beautiful squirrels, and actually yesterday there was a falcon. Believe oh. it or not. Oh. Um, I just saw a rat. Oh. <laughs> Are you in New York? I know how you do not I love was the rats. Still out there. It is Ooh. just like hanging out, eating snacks. Where's out of the bird feeder? It's in, in the bird feeder. It's on feeder. the ground. Oh, the I was ground like, seed. Can, can rats climb trees? I don't know. Okay. Are you okay? Do you need me to call like an adult or something? I think I'm fine. Okay. You don't sound fine. I'll, like, I mean, you know. it was cute. Okay. But it's a rat. And maybe it's having its Labor Day weekend too. Rats get to have it too. 
No. Yeah, I guess so. Man, that was I was not expecting to see that. Yeah, it really I took it was you. A mouse, but then it had a big ass tail. Well, I could see you on the screen looking at something, and I just like, okay. like where is she? <laughs> she is not laughing at all my labor <laughs> jokes, and I am giving her my best material. Is it is it clawing at the window right now? I feel like it is like I feel like you're in a horror a movie. And I feel like. No, Templeton from freaking Charlotte's Web is out there gorging right out himself there. right now. So it's Labor Day weekend, and I it I want to, you know, first of all, just kind of give pause to, like, this day that we have off, and also just give, like, yeah. a, 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 a change. I want us to help start changing the perception of who uh-huh. I, labor workers are and who these people are yeah. that have, have, have laid down the tracks for us to be able to have the unions and, and the way that we live here in America and the rights that we have as workers, yeah. right? I love this, Because yes. I feel like there's a misconception. I feel like there's a lot, and we were seeing it by these you know tiki torch holders in, in Charlottesville, that they have this what? idea that uh, white folks and white Europeans built this country. Which is not true. But I we mean, have to. They they help. Sure, but they're not the only yeah. ones. And no, there were other people who were doing some really shit jobs under some really yeah. shit, um, you know, uh, conditions and pay yep. that nobody else wanted no to do. Pay. And you know, I mean, it also led the reason of why like America has an addiction to cheap, free, damn near slave like labor, right? Yeah, because we're based off of slave labor. Exactly. So you even had like these, you know, even from like the early 19th century and people that are forgotten out of the narrative. You know, I forgot that like um, immigrants from India first started to arrive in the U.S. in uh, numbers during the early 19th century. And they ended up uh, working as low skilled farm laborers in the very beginning. Um, Which means like zero pay. Zero pay. They also ended up helping out with uh, building the railroad as well. Mm. And oh, this one is a little interesting. Hey, mm-hmm. this one shout out to Wine Country. Hey, and by sh- oh Napa, shout out to Sonoma. I and by shout out, I mean side eye. There's a dirty little secret oh. about Wine Country that we need to talk okay. about. So yeah, you lay it down. You know who built Wine Country? Who? Chinese laborers built that fucking wine country. Oh, and explain it to 1850s me. 1850s to about 1870s. Um, and this okay. is starting to be like uncovered because um, a lot of the history kind of disappeared. But there are pictures yeah. that they're discovering from the Buena Vista winery that are long forgotten. These folks mm. lived in horrific conditions and they were like in oh, charge shit. of everything involving in the winery uh, from, the, wow. from the fields to uh, plowing, just like the. And, entire operation of manufacturing and they were not receiving all like you know the all the monies that was being received mm. from this right yeah and so right? it's interesting which is like billion dollar thing now right and so you had uh you some of the largest chinese labor camps were up uh in north of san francisco up in the wine country and here's the other thing is that nobody knows what happened to these people um they interesting well there's part of it. Remember, I talked a few episodes ago about the Chinese Exclusion Act that I think st- yes, started in 1880s. Something. 1880s, correct? Yeah. And so once yeah. that happened, because there's this huge surge of racism towards the Chinese, um, they got driven right. out of these towns. So they built this wine country, and once it was like up and yeah. running, then people were like, "Fuck you, Chinese Chinese Exclusion Act." Um, and they just, where did they go? Not a lot of people know. And because also there's just not a lot of, um, a lot of, some of the stories are just kind of passed down orally. So it's like, even 
recently there's forgotten histories and stories of generations that aren't even that far along uh far um that aren't even that uh, far, far off. off. Yeah, far off. there is a movement right now that's happening between the Sonomi, Sonoma and Pen Penglai sister city mm. committees. So they're, oh. they're sister cities, and they're launching an effort called the Wine Country Chinese Legacy Project. And cool. the goal is to honor some of the na- nameless Chinese laborers of the early wine industry. And so they're uh, creating a gazebo or a pavilion uh, that's going to mm. be called Depot Park. In the city of Sonoma. So trying to get some... That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yes, what were you going to say? Well, I just had a... I was wondering if a lot of this information was lost during Prohibition. Because uh, they weren't drinking, and so they weren't... right. Yeah, they destroyed all the wineries. And they were like, fuck the history behind this, and let's, you know, destroy it. That maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's I don't what know, happened. but I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if that stuff wasn't there um, to start with because people always treat, you know, yeah. labor shittily too. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, like you think like, I mean, people just drink their wine and just, again, the history of like who built this and who did not benefit um, from this. Right. And yeah. I mean, the amount that they were getting paid, sometimes it was like nine cents an hour. Oh my god! Um, Yeah, which is nine cents. That's nuts. Yeah. So, and also Chinese folks built. Well, they built the railroads in California, and then they were selected Uh for the transcontinental railroad, and they were paid about twenty-eight bucks a month for that. Um, Horrific. Twenty-eight dollars a month. So it's like in February you'd get a dollar a month, but all the rest of the months you would be getting paid less than you know. This is ridiculous, James. I just, I want people to really listen to what you're saying because even back, because yeah, we have inflation now, but back then that's criminal to pay somebody and expect them to live off of that. Yeah. Well, and so they were, um, uh, they, so the Chinese workers were then enlisted to then help with the transcontinental railroad, um, and horrific, horrific conditions. Many, um, lost their lives and perished underneath the very terrible winters and dangerous conditions. And they were like through the mountains, like all kinds of stuff. Um, they also had been using techniques that they had, um, developed, uh, from China. So they had different technologies that they were able to bring over to, um, help get these railroads, um, built. Oh, wow. And um, it was the Transcontinental Railroad uh, was met with the uh, the two ends from the east to the west were met mm. in Utah on May 10th, 1869. And they were met with yeah. in front of cheering crowds and a band. And the Chinese oh. and Irish crews were chosen to lay down the final 10 miles of the track. And it was completed in only 12 hours. What? That's Just it? the final, the uh, yeah, I guess the final, oh, the final ten miles, yeah, not okay. like the whole thing. <laughs> I no, I mean obviously, not. Okay, that would yeah. be insane. Uh, that would be like John Henry out there, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, you know what? Speaking of fucking John Henry, I'm glad you bring this up. You okay. can tell where this is yes. going. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm ready, you know, let's uh, do it. But see, that's the thing. Where is like the myth of like the amazing Chinese laborer, right? Like, 
We have yeah. all of these fucking myths about these dumb ass white people who are so goddamn fucking amazing. And it just, it's. Well, John Henry was black. Oh, well, and not John Henry, but like the Paul, like who's the other guy? Yeah, Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill. Paul, Paul Bunyan. Paul uh, Anna Green Gables. Well, no, not her. What was the other one? That's Canada. <laughs> okay. um, Wasn't there someone? Johnny Appleseed. No, uh, there's, she wrote Tornadoes or something. Well, I'm down with her. That's Pecos Bill. Oh, okay. This one was in the female spinoff or something. There's Annie Oakley, but she. She was real. Oh, good for her. Good for <laughs> Annie. I just like, you know, like, I just feel like there could be more stories yes, about these more... folks who were like, and, and, and woven into that yes. narrative and like celebrated way more, you know? Yes. Because then people would understand that people of many races and backgrounds have been involved in the creation of this country for years. Like, and like the only person we get <laughs> is John Henry, who literally, I think, was a slave in the story. And I think he lost. Yeah, I don't think it worked out well for him. I don't. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll have to circle back on that one, John Henry. We'll come and at you yeah. well, in a few weeks. But it's like, you know, I got people who were like side-eyeing. Well, I think like side-eyeing the story about like Queen Khalifa. And it was like, we're telling the story about this myth. Like we hear these stories about all these right. other myths. And maybe she did. Like, I, you know, like I just... Maybe she did exist. Maybe there's a yeah. kernel or nugget of it. But fuck it. Let's have this myth and story about this amazing black woman because there's exactly. not many that are being told here in America. If we're talking about fucking Paul Bunyan and his blue ass dumb ox, then why can't we talk about Queen Latifah? <laughs> Queen Latifah. Yeah. Why can't we talk about <laughs> Queen Latifah? Stop shutting that conversation down. I'm going to set it off, y'all. And then I'm going to go on a girl's trip. Not before my holiday. Oh my Living singles. Now I'm just saying Queen Latifah. For things. Yeah, I mean, you it worked I out for a minute until you, you said slipping <laughs> Okay, I heard Queen Khalifa, Queen Khalifa. <laughs> Close. Um, and then we <laughs> talked about this when we talked about Dolores um, Corta, uh, Dolores, Dolores, I'm trying to get that tongue roll more. Uh, Dolores Huerta. Um, yes. Did I do good? Did I do good, Mama? Yeah, that was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I mean, she's so. Please go watch the, see this movie. She's so erased from the United Farmer Workers' uh, history narrative, narrative, and just yeah. like all the contributions that she's done in the documentary that's out in theaters right now. Go see it. Um, I'm going tomorrow. And I going tomorrow. I went last night, and we'll talk about it yes. next week. Little teaser, teaser. Mm. But go see this movie. Go to www.dolorestthemovie.com. Uh, um, yes. It's such a fucking important movie. And, like, not only is her story so erased from the history of uh, the Chicano-Latino uh, labor movement and, and their civil rights issue, um, but also their story and journey is also just not very prevalent when we talk about uh, the history of America as well. Um, right. She, along with Cesar Chavez, um, organized the great boycott that happened in the 60s, which, mm-hmm. I mean, they got 17 million people across the country to organize to, to, to boycott grapes, which, like, think about how dope yeah. that was to back in the 60s, right? Right, like, exactly. Like, the power of the people, which is something that Dolores talked a lot about um, when mm. I was there at the screening, she was there at uh, the Q&A and she'd really just hammered in the power of the people and how much power that we as pe- the, the people do have. Um, right. And again, like she helped organize like through this, um, like great pickers were getting paid mm. 90 cents an hour um, mm. and uh, horrible living That's conditions. Insane. Essentially, it yes. was like modern day slave labor in 1960s. Yes. And they were using pesticides that were not only killing these laborers, but then they were finding the pesticides that they were using were killing 
they're harmful to uh, the people that were consuming them. So because ah. of the work that uh, Dolores Huerta and the uh, UFW did, the United Farm Workers Association um, did, um, it, it, it created, like, uh, back then the environmental movement was just focusing on trees, <laughs> which is great. Right. <laughs> we need that, but I mean, we need to also look into other aspects of it too. But I think that's the thing is that when you get yeah. disenfranchised groups of people um, right. who we don't necessarily have that luxury to just be like, gotta save the trees and the animals. Like, that's cute too. Exactly. But we're fighting for our fucking lives. And there, there yes. is such interconnectedness to it. Um, and so I just wanted to highlight... Uh, that like that those farm workers and, and the union and also just anytime you're eating a piece of uh, fruit or anything that was like these laborers who are out there like just take somebody had to pick take it that moment to just fucking appreciate that and yep. like it's still not golden it's still not fucking great you know the systems no. and the oppressions and the people that are there and these people who are here to do this work you've got fucking Donald Trump um, trying to make their lives even worse and harder you know Exactly. It's so true. Like, I completely agree with what you're saying. And it's something that I take for granted. And even though I live here in California, where there's fields and fields and fields of produce yeah. with people working in it, I I forget to thank yeah. whoever spent back-breaking hours for next-to-nothing money to pick and, and get this stuff and clean it so I can easily just breeze on down to the grocery store mm-hmm. and complain about how hot it is mm-hmm. to go to the grocery store, easily pick up a piece of fruit, put it in a bag, and then walk away. Yeah. Like, pay more for the fruit than what they're probably getting paid to do. Right, totally. For, and know? I kind of want to give you the snaps right now because you're, like, to take that moment to try to take that step back and reflect of that. Like, you know, we, when we get caught up in our day-to-days, like, we as most of us Americans are living pretty, like, it's, we're not having to, like, scavenge for food. And, I mean, there are people right. who do, but, like, for the most part, we're not having to, I'm not running away from lions. Um, I don't live no. in slave-like conditions, per, you know. No. But, yeah, I still do benefit from the slave labor that does exist within this country you know exactly it's so true um, it's like, thank you for bringing this up on labor day because this is who we need to really like yeah okay we all work we all get a day off from our jobs but let's face it i'm a librarian like that is pretty cush yeah. we need to be celebrating the people who are at, out there really supporting the infrastructure of this country yeah well and the thing that like the documentary will make you realize too and even you know linking it to like the chinese immigrants who built the railroad and, and the wineries and, and and i'm sure other industries as well that i don't even yeah. know or, or even think about right um but just Countless. how much like you know it's so funny and i we uh, many of us who live in these blue and liberal states who want to point our finger and oh the south and segregation and and slavery um just because you didn't call it slavery doesn't mean it didn't exist california the reason uh, mm-hmm. duh the reason why we're like the fifth largest economy or sixth largest economy is because we have like slave labor in fucking California between the prisons and the migrant workers. So it's like, we kind of need to like not get on our liberal, like coast, high horse a little too high you know right because um, we're benefiting from this stuff too. benefit from it like even like you know the northeast has some of the most segregated schools in the country still to this day because they wow. didn't have laws about segregation so there was nothing to necessarily end what they did is they just wow. created specific neighborhoods that didn't allow access mm-hmm. for certain groups of people black and brown mm-hmm. and poorer folks to live in so they could have the better schools but again shook that shame that finger oh the south 
how dare you? Right. And still to this right. day, right? Lisa South was just blatantly mm-hmm. obvious about what they were doing. Um, yeah. I, ooh, I, ooh, dropping some truth. <laughs> um, I want to quickly run through this next one, just talking about sort of the uh, black labor movement. Um, this is from The Root. Felicia Leon and The Root did a very great video. I'm going to kind mm-hmm. of roll through this. Um, so Labor Day just uh, I became a natural, uh, a federal holiday in 1894 after the railroad strike led by the American Railroad Union known as the Pullman Strike. So yes. black Pullman porters, and I think we've we've talked about a little bit of this. Yeah, we definitely talked about that. Um, so just want to pull this together uh, about how um, one of the uh, first black labor unions was created. So as uh, you okay. mentioned in one of, in that episode, black Pullman porters weren't allowed to participate in the strike because um, they weren't allowed in the white unions, right? Right, yes. And so, but there were black unions that were being formed as early as 1838. Like, I think that black people and I think POCs in general have a history of community and family and banding together. Um, mm-hmm. And so we just, that's where our brains sort of think, you know, of, of, of creating mm-hmm. things together as a family and community. Um, Isaac Myers was born in 1835. He was a ship cocker at 16. And in uh, the late 1850s, white workers went on strike because the black unionized workers had negotiated better contracts. So that's what we do. We were like, got that business going. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so they had better contracts than the white workers. And the white workers were like, hell no. So they rioted. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. about a thousand black workers were then fired, including Ugh. Isaac Myers. Um, himself but then what he did is he organized all all the um the black workers and what they did is they ran their own co-op shipyard so they leased the shipyard um and Mm -hmm. uh the chesapeake marine railroad and a dry dock company uh company and it created a place place for 300 black workers to be employed um they leased Mm. that for 20 years and then it got returned to its owners but then what they did from that is they formed the first colored national labor union so the clu and Uh in 1869 uh the first president was uh myers isaac myers was the first president and they had three principles that they stood on one to improve work conditions two eliminate discrimination and three develop a national system for public education and equal opportunities for blacks so what's so dope about this is like we're still seeing the remnants like these labor unions like I, we owe so much to labor unions and the foundations that they were fighting for specifically these black right. labor unions right yeah once again we need to start saying you're welcome we're off holy fuck like i've taken this day for granted first of all i thought it was labor as in giving birth and up until about two years ago what <laughs> oh my god i was like oh yeah new year's eve happened about nine months ago so everybody had sex and there was a lot of babies happening and so we're giving props you... to in it I, well you know what thank you for your honesty <laughs> i'm being honest listen <laughs> that, thank you i am very thank far removed from these unions so it's a very oh, you know man, just gotta have a laugh yeah. at myself <laughs> yeah um, so the cnl had over 200 delegates that attended their first con- convention in 1869 Two of those reps met with President Ulysses S. Grant, um, Frederick Douglass, which I thought was like, oh, we didn't really talk about him that much, you know? Um, Frederick Douglass. Grant? What? Grant? I, I don't Grant? I don't talk about him a lot. Yeah, no, I don't talk about Grant. So it's like, so well, that's what he did. He did that. So, okay, Grant. Okay, um, cool. Frederick Douglass became the second um, 
president of the CNL in 1872, but they divided mm. um, about five years after they had formed because there was um, dissension amongst the group. Half, some of them wanted to re- uh, support the Republican Party, and some of them wanted to mm-hmm. re- support the National Labor Reform Party. So the group uh, then disbanded. And this is the Lincoln Republicans. So you know, just uh... yeah, no, this is before <laughs> things flip as. It- just to let people know, in case you didn't, the parties flipped. D- Democrats were actually like Southern Democrats back around um, up until I would say what, like the the would... civil rights movement, mm-hmm. the civil rights movement yeah. in the fifties and the sixties. Yeah. Um, they were very racist. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think JFK was the one to kind of current come in and turn it around. He flipped it. He was the one that kind mm-hmm. of like led that around. So, because black people were Republicans up until then. right, which is why like you still have some like that's why some of these politicians who are at least like Southern Democrat politicians that mm-hmm. we got it. Some of them, it's time for them to move on. It's time for some of them time to, to retire because you know? they are, have some old ideas. With a mint um, julep and keep your racist shit to yourself. Ex- there, it, put that on a pillow and a poster <laughs> and a letter and an email and mail it to them. Smoke signal, whatever we got to do, get this information to them. So um, <laughs> this in general led to the incorporation of blacks into labor unions like the Knights of Labor, which sounds terrifying, but... I guess it was a well, good thing. Well, anything with a knight. That because makes you, you feel, know what? The white supremacist took yes, over that knight. So it makes you feel very uncomfortable. But apparently yeah. this was a, a cool kind of knight. And then the... Before them, knights were chill. That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, then this formed the Brotherhood of Sleeping Porters, which we've talked about. Once again, that brotherhood shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Brotherhood of Sleeping Porters was founded after this by yeah. A. Philip Randolph, which we've talked about. I think on our episode of Bay- yep. Bayard Rustin. And I think you maybe talked yes, about it too. Yes, we did. Um, we've been talking about all this stuff. So it's just like a, you know, it's a cornucopia of uh, yes, labor unions. Of our corner corners. Uh, and that was in 1925. Uh, it became the first, the Brotherhood of Sleeping Porters became the first African-American union to receive a charter in the American Federation of Labor, which was the AFL-CIO. So cool. I kind of wanted to just, well, not kind of, but what I did was is I wanted to touch on, yeah. <laughs> uh, not sure, like, why am I sugarcoating what happened? Uh, no, you did it. So just to, to give thanks to the labor unions, and this is just a, a small, yes. this is a small, like, like little um, it's a Cliff Notes version synopsis. of all the different organizations, like uh, POC folks who have been out there right. laboring away. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, 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 I want to help to change the perception of, of who these laborers are, who built this country, really. Right. And so when you're exactly. sitting around saying, go back home, or um, you're not contributing anything, like, first of all, Y'all the, these, the, stole this nation, stole this country, did a lot of fucked up things to people. And yeah. I kind of want to say that, like, you know, I really want to and, and challenge white folks to continue to get involved even more. If you think you are, not even enough. Mm. Because mm. you do, I think, you know, sins of the father. Like, if my father went mm-hmm. and murdered 12 people and oh. I benefited, or like he murdered a bunch of people, and I benefited from those acts of murder, like I got a bunch of money from it. It is then my mm-hmm. job to, my life goal to atone for what my dad did. I can't just say like, well, I didn't do mm. it. I'm gonna go bowling mm-hmm. and fly a kite. Like, mm. and so. It's about supporting a community. I mean, we all, uh, we are as strong as our weakest link, I guess, is the phrase that's cheesy that's out there, but it really speaks volumes when you try to turn a blind eye and not help support 
the community that you're a part of and benefiting from. Right. Yes. 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 You know, like you, we all need to. You. Yeah. It's all interconnected. Yeah. You can't detach from it because if you knock out a Jenga piece from the bottom that you supposedly don't care about, you're all going to end up toppling down anyway. Yep. And so that's like it just I you know after watching the documentary of Dolores and just kind of understanding these different labor movements and journeys and struggles and the slavery that has existed and still exists. I mean, it just you mm-hmm. know like white folks like it just hit even much harder like how much uh, enslavement that you know white folks have done for this nation and and you mm. you benefit from that. So if you benefit from that, then what are you going to turn around and do about that? Yeah, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when you can't come home? I was gonna try to do like a Maya song, but I couldn't get the reference oh. up. Well, what you, know you gonna what? do when you the tried. labor unions need you when you you've got okay. white privilege and you gotta do something? You know what? It's a work. In it's progress. my. You know what? That <laughs> pop hit singles not coming out till 2024, so I've got time to work on it's it. It's working. It's a work in progress. It is- it is in the studio getting some tweaks. There it is. Well, gotta hit the studio and we're gonna take a break. Whoa, I am excited. <laughs> Aneke is coming you know, in. I just thought I'd wake you guys up well, with a little bit. I of... think you did more than that. You came in high kicking. Little... I know what that I sound did, was. You know, a it high was a kick. verbal high kick. A verbal high kick. A verbal high kick. We are in it to win it. All right. What, you, what you high kicking over there? Okay, so I want to really say that I think that your lead in about Labor Day is actually a pretty good um, lead into this next story that I'm going to be talking about. Mm. Um. So, as many of you probably know, because it's been a week since we, or, you know, a few days since we recorded this, but Trump is, he has proposed today on Labor Day that he is going to end DACA with a six-month delay. So, just to recap, um, DACA is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, which is a program that basically allowed um the program temporarily blocked the deportation of undocumented immigrants who were brought into the country as minors and sought work permits Mm. so we're talking about people under 18 kids who were brought into the country um that were that are undocumented who have probably the majority of them have been raised here so they're basically americans Mm -hmm. they just want to get their education their parents came probably came here and were working those very jobs that you were talking about in the last segment yeah um literally creating the infrastructure that we benefit from for this country and um obama put this into action because it's not fair to send children back to a place that they're unfamiliar with when they've been living here and allow them to get a good education sure. and work permits. It it only makes sense to be fair. Yeah. You know? And it's so like well um, deserved because again the work that these folks are doing to create a better life from their for their family. And like again, like you said, Americans all benefit from this. Like it seems like it's an easy like it's it's the least that America could do. Right. Um, I'm looking at this article from The Hill, and it said that nearly 800,000 people Ugh. brought to the country illegally as children have benefited from the, pro- right. from the program. And they were going to want to send all... 800,000. <laughs> so here's the good... There's a little shimmer of we Ooh. don't know, and who knows if this is... 
remember we recorded this a couple days earlier so i don't know the way it worked out but there is a six month delay Ooh. meaning that has gives it space for congress to come and step in Ooh. um the good news about that is it is bipartisan opposition so oh. both republicans and democrats are like mm, i don't i don't know about this so yeah, yeah. So hopefully there's a glimmer of hope that maybe Congress will step up and actually do a noble thing and block this shit. Mm. Um, but that's what Trump wants. Trump literally wants to send children out of the country. And yeah, and these are children and children. And like, it's so it's so interesting that like, I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of Republican senators who are like asking for him to do this. My faith right. tells me that everything he's tried to do, he's such a fuck up. That he's not yeah. gonna be able to like get this get this done, but I like, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's good that like it's ringing the alarm. So it's again when he does this crazy shit, it reminds people of like, oh, stay awake, stay awake, oh, can't sleep, can't sleep, right? Exactly. You know, he's grasping at straws, and we need to just keep swatting those swaz- straws out of his hand while we can, so that eventually he just will. We, I, why can't he just quit? He's mm. not doing a good job. You know, he needs to. I feel like more politicians need to demand that he quits. But okay, so positive stuff. Ooh. So I found this article on this site called Rem Remezcla. So it's R E M E Z C L A dot com. Mm-hmm. And it's basically saying if DACA ends, here's what the program recipients need to know about their rights. Mm. So I want to speak to our listeners that might be potentially that are benefiting from DACA or our listeners that have family or friends who are benefiting from DACA, um, people who are afraid about potential outcomes that might happen. And just so we all know as Americans, what we can, what's going on that protects these people? Because I mean, this is scary and important, but you need to know your um, legal rights. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, and I, I always love it when you come in, like as uh, the minority corner lawyer or like, nah. you know, she does. You just come, you, uh, you're like Annalise Keating, but without like the alcoholism. I'm not, a, I'm not yeah, I'm, I'm sort of nice. I'm, like I'm oh, nicer than her. Yeah. You're like her, like, <laughs> She's your evil twin. That's what it is. Yeah, that's true. Annalise Keating is better your... wigs than I do. You but... know, yeah, that's literally <laughs> it. Sh- Shauna needs to write you in. It turns out that, like, yeah, she's your evil twin. I know. I just am all, like, nice, shiny, and unicorns when I shine up. Hey, okay. sis. And she's like, hey. I'm drunk. She's like, oh, I hate snot you. not nose crying. <laughs> I killed my husband. Okay. Okay, so this, also, I'm noticing here that there is another link that says that, um... This piece was originally written by the attorneys at the Immigrant Legal Resource Center. Ooh. So you can find more information at the immigrant or the yeah, the Immigrant Legal Resource Center, um, which is www.ilrc.org. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So just going to run through the list. The first one is work permits. So employment authorization documents, EADs, also known as work permits, are generally valid until they expire or their government demands they be returned. Unless the government demands that you return your work permit, the following points should apply. If the DACA program ends, but you are allowed to keep your work permit, you have the right to work legally until your work permit has expired. Um, 
even if DACA program ends, you have no obligations to inform your employer that DACA has ended. Nice. Your employer does not have the right to ask you whether you are a DACA recipient or how you got your work permit. Know those rights. That's important. So know that they are not allowed to ask you and you are not allowed to tell. Wonderful. You know? Yeah. Um, your employer does not have the right to fire you, put you on leave, or change your work status until after your work permit has expired, okay? If your expiration date is nearing, your employer may ask you for an updated work permit, but cannot take any action against you until after it has expired. So I just really wanted to make sure people who are working with work permits that are a part of the DACA program one, they can't ask you about it. Two, they can't fire you or suspend you until after it has been expired. And three, if the DACA program ends and you still have a work permit that goes on further, you can still work here. Nice. You have mm -hmm. rights. I love that there are rights to protect folks that like, Me and like, too. again, like I, what I love too is that this is work that was laid down that like Dolores Huerta has and still continues to work for right. and, and do because I, I mean, for the longest time, you know, these folks who were coming in here, especially undocumented workers or, um, you know, not legal citizens had like very few, um, rights or things that they, they were able to do. So it's like, I, you, you can see the work that has done, been done, you know? So I feel like it should give people hope right. that these are not, like, such abysmal times that, like, we're just continuing yeah. to make that work uh, go on further. Yeah, there's people on your side, even when it seems like there isn't. Yeah. Um, two, social security numbers. So your social security number is a valid social security number for life. Mm. Even once your work permit and DACA approval expires, if you have not done so already, apply for a social security number while, while your DACA and work permits are still valid. So if you are benefiting from DACA and you don't have a social security number, go get it tomorrow. Um, you can and should continue to use the social security number you got under DACA as your social security number, even after your work permit expires. You can use your social security number for education, banking, housing, and other purposes. Um, your social security number contains a condition on it that requires a valid work per permit to use it for employment. Per Wait, hmm, that one's interesting. Your social security number contains a condition on it that requires a valid work permit to use it for employment purposes. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. One more time. Your social security number contains a condition on it that requires a valid work permit to use it for employment purposes. Oh, okay. Yes, I get it now. So you need your, it has a condition. Once you get your social security e number, e it will have a requirement to have a valid work permit. Right. Yep. But the flip of it is when your work permit expires, you still have that social security number. Right. Yep. And you don't need to tell them that it expired. Right. Exactly. Okay. So three, driver's licenses and other identification cards. Eligibility for these depend on the state in which you live. If you have not already done so, apply for a driver's license or state identity identity identif identification card if your DACA is still valid and that makes you eligible for a driver's license or state-issued identification card on your state. So get your driver's license mm -hmm. if you haven't got it. And if you're under age, if you are under um, 15 to get a driver's permit, get an um, identification mm -hmm. card. 
Um, let's see. Travel on advance parole. So DACA recipients should be cautious about traveling abroad on advance parole. If you are outside the country with advance parole, make sure to return right away. And while your advance parole and EAD are valid, if the DACA program ends, it is not clear that people with advance parole based on DACA will be able to mm. return. So if you are benefiting from DACA and you are abroad right now, it is time come to come back. back. Time to come back because you might not be allowed back. Yeah, and you probably don't want to t- like leave at any point. I have a friend of mine who we were planning on a trip, but he um he's like uh like he's mm-hmm. can't go because you know don't want to risk it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is, I, you know, it's depressing to talk about this, but you yeah, where we are right now, it's sort of like got to kind of bunker down and be kind of just realistic about where right. we are, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Um, number five, other immigration options. Many DACA recipients may be eligible for another immigration option to get a work permit or even a green card. So talk to an immigration services provider to understand your legal options. And if you might be eligible for another immigration benefit, um, you can find low cost immigration legal services at www.immigrationlawhelp.org. So check there because there might be other options for you to stay here. Um, let's see. Know your rights. Number, um, whatever. <laughs> I think we're at six. <laughs> Number six. Okay, number six. Know your right. Everyone, both documented and undocumented persons, have rights in this country. That should be on a shirt. Everybody yeah. should know that first. That's and great. Foremost. I think because I think a lot of undocumented folks don't know that they do have rights, and so they, you know, right. Yeah. So you have rights. Um, always know that. And there is, um, it says, at all times carry a red card to exercise your right to remain silent in case you are stopped or questioned by ICE. Um, And so you can find those at www.ilrc.org backslash red hyphen cards. And I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to post this, obviously, um, because it has a lot of good links. Um, but make sure you have this card. I believe it has all the information that you need to know in order to um, remain silent and exercise your right to remain silent when questioned by mm. ICE. Okay. Which is important because ICE is yeah. out there. They are yep. out there. And I feel like there was like an increased okay. budget for them or like they've, uh, like there's, and I think like also like just in create, like also just really being careful because I think like, Trump just allowed for, like, uh, officers to now have, like, military-grade weapons again, so... Right, yep, which Obama said no to. Which fucking makes sense. You're an officer of the peace. We're not at war with our our own nation. I mean, hello. Um, And the last one that I want to bring up is really important, especially because, I mean, it's a scary time right now, but I'm glad that I led with the fact that there is a six-month delay, meaning that Congress could step in, is always stay updated on information. So follow news very carefully. Go to reliable sources for information on the status of DACA. Really be aware at this point. Don't just look at your Facebook news feed for your stories right now. This is the time that you need to stay really vigilant on reliable news sources. Uh, make sure that it's not hyperbole. Um, and know 
know your rights. So that's basically what I wanted to tell everybody is just, you know, stay informed, stay up to date, watch out for your neighbors. Um, even if you are, um, I'm like me and you, we're documented citizens here, right? right? Um, Still keep up on this information because you never know who you might have to help. Like if you live next to some undocumented um, immigrants and you see ISIS coming, you know, you could be, you could have that information readily available, you know? So it's for all of us to know, but I really wanted to send these things out to those of our listeners that are benefiting from. Absolutely, talking. I'm glad that you. And I, I love the way that you put it because it's it's useful information for everybody because, um, right, like especially for those like you and I have. That's where you and I have privilege because we are U.S. citizens and we are yes. documented, so we could even there's there's more mm-hmm. there's more that we can stand in the middle to a certain way and to be more of assistance and, and to help. Um, because yes. here's the thing. We have to shut this shit down mm-hmm. because if they go for, if they successfully go for any one of our, the, the many groups that they are gunning for between the Muslims, right. uh, the black community, like uh, LGBT, if they successfully are able to dismantle legislation that affects or removes or deports or imprisons or murders mm-hmm. anyone, it's just mm-hmm. a domino effect. So we have to, and exactly. then there's less and less of us to be able to stand up for each other. So... They yep. go for any one of an attack on any one of our Amer- American groups or, or the majority is it you know, like we we have the majority together, you know, exactly. It's so true. Um, I, and I will say that when this I, I was I was with the I was with the Lourdes, uh, Huerta when this news was brought to our attention last night. Um, and mm. it was interesting because like I, she's such a pioneer and she's been through the trenches yeah. and she's just kind of like, right. you know, she's like, OK. Let's keep doing it. Like we just gotta keep and, and, fighting. We just gotta keep fighting. And I think fighting. what she's really appreciating, uh, and Brian told me this because uh, he's been doing the press tour with her. Uh, Brian, ben- who was the producer. was the producer on it? He was on our show a few episodes back, so you can listen to our interview if you haven't with him about uh, the creation of this documentary. Um, but he was saying that, like you know, all the stuff that's bubbling up, all the stuff that's bubbling up. Um, he he put it as like you know, it's kind of like a boil or a sore that was on the like uh, like your back, and and yes. you you didn't know it was there. But aren't you like when you need to know that it's there so you can then get to remove right. it, right? And it's exactly, think, <laughs> yes. and that's kind of how to, uh, to, and so that, gross, but and so that's true. How Dolores uh, sees this, like she sees it as you know, it's all bubbling to the top. So it's 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 great. Mm-hmm. So we, we um, I think what's going to continue to happen after this is you're going to see people being a lot more charged and active. So, yeah, thank you, Aneke, for giving us all this important information. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Once again, I'm using my. You're welcome. You better. Yeah, you're like you're welcome. You better get it. You better get it, Nekka Keating. I want you to have like a you know, sassy, I uh, how to get away with murder name. You know. I mean, a Nekka Fitz Clark. That's is... true. All right, you <laughs> you get it, Nekka Fitz Clark. See, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Annalise Keating's not coming for you. You'll join forces. And take it. Mm-hmm. You'll join forces and take down uh, this fucked up organizations together. Yes, thank you, James. Would you mind if we talk about our upcoming, as our 100th episode is coming up, we are just a handful of episodes away 
from our 100th episode extravaganza, Minority Corner. She is high kicking to 100. And She's ready. we have a goal to try to, in honor of our uh, 100th episode, we want to try to reach um, 100 reviews on iTunes. And yes. last week, I think we were up at 59. We are now up to, drum roll pre- please, 63. We have gone oh, up to okay. 63. So thank you everybody who then wrote. And so again- wow. Everybody who writes a review will be eligible to win a Minority Corner prize pack. So we'll draw a a name. All those hundreds will be entered in there. We're going to draw one of you and you're going to win a prize pack. Even if you wrote something shitty, you're still going to get a prize pack. I have a question, though. (laughs) Yes. So are we only going to do the drawing if we make it to 100? That is a great question. The answer is yes. So it takes a okay. village. It's 100 or none at all. Because we can't like, you know, okay. oh, there's no there's no blue ribbon for trying. It's either, yeah, it's true. Okay. it takes a village. And I think as a community, we can definitely uh, get that. And again, the ratings and reviews, it helps other people to be able to reach our podcast. The more ratings and reviews yes. that we have, helps us to be able to it's grow so our true. community and grow this information that we've been talking about, like Dolores Puerta and the labor movements yes. and and and, and uh, keeping other undocumented workers safe. Like this is information that we need to uh, get out there to help resist. So I want to read the iTunes, um, iTunes pick of the week. Uh, review of the Please. week and uh this one is coming f- this one okay. comes from yes oh it's in a five it's a five star i'm not only reading because it's five stars but five, five star, star excuse or five star podcast they said uh the title's called love it and this is from uh matt Man- mango mudslide mango mudslide Y'all have Ooh, delicious. very creative names. Um, <laughs> uh, I love it. So they wrote, I love this podcast so much. James and Aneke make being informed fun and painless. I think I fell in love when they picked apart the Hansel Ooh, and Gretel painless. children's story. And I, uh-huh. I, and I don't know that I will ever be able to sing the right words. So I'm coming out ever again. Smiley face. So <laughs> do, thank you. Do, 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 do. I, I don't what know what to, to do. do. I'm so outside now do 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 gotta. yeah um awesome and what's our what do we have a tweet a tweet of the week yes tweet, tweet. we have a tweet of the week tweet 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 tweet, tweet of the week mm-hmm. and i'm pulling it up a-chaka, a-chaka, a-chaka. i was adding maracas we're advancing the Ooh, i like that i like that okay so it says and it's from star diva 73 Ooh, i am already into this <laughs> Heart emoji, heart emoji. You guys are awesome. Always learning something new. Heart emoji, heart emoji. And then there is an emo- um, a gif of a guy listening to headphones being shocked oh, and amazed. Fuck yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love a good gif. So thank you. thank you. That was awesome. And y'all can continue to get involved in the conversation and uh, tweet at us. I'm getting more active yes. into social media. Have you noticed? Yeah, you have. You have a new Instagram page. Well, it's not new. You have more followers than me with like three pictures. You're more popular than I am. I've had an Instagram account for years and I'm just now starting to use it because I got a surprise announcement from the uh, good folks at Marvel at uh, Thwip the Big Marvel Show, which I sometimes co-host for. um, uh, I'm going to be going to the I'm going to the Disney Avengers 10K run. um, Woo! 
Which means I have to. Where is it again? I, in Dis- at Disneyland, I think. Um, Fun. So, but I have to run it, and I have not oh. run in a really long time. Listen, my my muscles that I have are for show. These are just these are these are beauty <laughs> muscles. They are not functioning muscles. They are stop this, it, James. This is so I can look cute, and now I've got to make sure they're functioning. So I love that you these are them beauty, beauty muscles. muscles. These are only for show. Like, don't ask me to carry something or help you move because that's not what they're about. They're just like you can look, yeah. you can touch them, you can look at them, you can lick them. Just ask Janine Brito. Um, no, yes, from the top of the, the show. T- call back. Yeah, but they want me to like. So I, I'm getting more involved in like you know instagram to sort of document that so i'm on instagram at james underscore arthur underscore m i even know it isn't that amazing are you proud i love it (laughs) and then also you're on twitter you've been up in your tweeting james has been tweeting under his account he has been tweeting under minority (laughs) corner account james has rejoined the social media world i came back from the mountains of the poconos and i am a new man with my hawk stacy and uh, yes. touching them tweets. I was confused. I have to say that I logged on to Instagram. I was looking around, and in my notifications, it said, um, you have a new follower, and it's this shirtless man. And I'm like, who the fuck is... Oh, it's James. Hey, you catch more bees with less shirts. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I think that's the same. You catch more bees with less shirts. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, I've been working out a little bit, getting ready for my trip to Barcelona. Um, but Aneke, I don't. You know what? You can find us. You? you can find us on the Twitters. We're at Minority Corner with the K. With a K. Um, yeah. Aneke is at Ms. Fitzy, Fitzy. on Twitter. I'm at yep. James Arthur M. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the show. That's the show. Oh, yeah. Also, Facebook. Don't forget to like us on oh, Facebook. Yeah. And uh, Minority Corner with a K. Ooh. And then join the Minority Corner Kids Playground. And another call to action. Go to DoloresTheMovie.com. Yes. See if there is a mm. screening happening in your city. It is a must-see right. movie. I have Oscar predictions about this movie. Ooh, um, I love and it. And it's just like, it is so, it's like the movie about like Chicano Latino a labor movement and just like, just so much. And she, you realize how integral she was to everything and just a forgotten uh, erased not forgotten erased from history and we'll talk more about that go. next week because I actually met Dolores and we'll tell you about that next week so cool yes. alright so have a good have week a good you week, guys y'all. love you thank you for listening bye, bye. hey Londoners do not miss out on your chance to see the Beef and Dairy Network, Jordan Jesse Go, and Judge John Hodgman live at the London Podcast Festival from September 13th through 17th. Tickets are still available, so realize what you've done wrong and fix it. Get those tickets. For more information, go to MaximumFun.org and check out the live shows on the right side of the page. Go! Do it! Going into a bullseye interview, I know that it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's it's an actual conversation, and you know sometimes it gets real. No, but my mother, I remember my I remember when I got <laughs> this is going to become a therapy session very quickly. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. That was a great interview. Bullseye, creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at maximumfun.org or wherever you get podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
listener-supported.